This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, it is The Drive all across America. And we've got a great show uh, stacking up for you guys. Uh, Lots of things going on in the news in the auto industry. Cars being um, brought to market and cars leaving the market. To help us talk a little bit about one that's... uh, kind of having going to have its last little thing is BJ Colleen, voice of reason in the automotive world that I live in because she keeps me straight and narrow and make sure I don't say things that are lies. So please don't let me lie. I don't like to lie. I can't help that. I can't stop it. I can't, I can't stop it. No, you're not a liar. That's one of the things I love about you. You're a hundred percent an unadulterated truth. And so am I. That's why we get along. You so know, well, so. yeah, I tell you what, lies are not worth it. They just aren't. No. They're not worth no. it. I spent years lying, trying to perfect it. And all it did was cost me everything I owned. <laughs> anyway. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. But I was a car dealer for a while, and they teach you how to lie, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was a yeah. car dealer for a long time, and I did really, really well. I, I had uh, a business where personally, me, just me, I could sell 75 cars on a month in a little car lot. And you know what? It was fantastic until it wasn't. Because the economy can kill a perfectly good business. And this is what oh, happens. Yeah, it you can. Know? It, so, yes, it yeah. can. Uh, okay, so, so I, I said something, you know, that is maybe, I don't know, a little provocative, that uh, some cars are exiting. And this one that you mentioned in the, you know, while we were talking before the show, the uh, Kia Stinger. I, 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 are, is this, can it be true? I thought it was such an, an important car to the Kia brand. And... You say here it's having a swan song. What's up? Yeah, believe it or not. And, you know, it hasn't been around that long. I know. But, uh, in 2019 is when they introduced it in the United States. And, you know, it really took the enthusiast by storm because it was a fun car to drive. It was fast. It looked really good. Yeah. And it was something that Kia hadn't been known for before. So it was very popular when it first came out. But we know the way of the sedans. They're going bye-bye. And, right. You know, performance cars are kind of going bye-bye. So you want to, before you let it go out, you just maybe, I guess, the manufacturers just wanted to say thank you. So what they did is they are creating the Tribute Limited Edition Kia Stinger. They're only going to make 440 units for sale in the U.S. There'll be only 1,000 for sale worldwide. Wow. But it's almost a six-year production run. Very, very strange. But they said that if you're an existing Kia customer and you raise your hand, you will be among the first to be notified of their availability at the dealerships. And it's built on the Stinger GT2 which is the 3.3-liter turbocharged V6, optional all-wheel drive. It's going to have a couple of unique colors, ascot green or a steel matte gray. And it's going to have some cool things like Brembo brake calipers and wow. a model-exclusive 19-inch wheels. It's going to have terracotta Napa leather seats on the inside. And uh, just going to be you know, a fun little car to have if you love your Stinger and you want a little baby brother to sit in there that makes it something special that we'll probably see 
in 10 years at Barrett Jackson, you know, going for a ridiculous <laughs> price. But it starts at uh, 53390 wow, And the all-wheel drive starts at, uh, the tributage starts at 55590 So there's a rear-wheel drive and then an all-wheel drive. Yeah. So remember when Kias were $12,000? Yeah, the Kias themselves, <laughs> yeah. They were like the cheapest thing on the market, right? They were, yeah, not anymore. So Kias really come a long way. The GT2, you got 368 horsepower paired with an eight-speed transmission. So, God. you know, it's weird. Is that only 65,000 Stingers overall have been sold since its launch. No so way. So when you look at, yeah, oh, that's it's, low. it's kind of low, very yeah. low production numbers. And you figure that's over, what, eight years? So they didn't sell a lot of them because, again, sedans aren't selling and performance is a little hard to come by. People right. would rather have SUVs. Yeah. So it's a good vehicle. You know, it's going to be a good collector's item. So if you want one, just call your dealer now because they're only selling 440 in the United States. I'm surprised. So. The Kia Stinger is kind of like, um, what could you liken it to? It's kind of the halo car like Corvette is to the Chevrolet brand. And because yep. it's their performance car and Kia was not known for being a performance company. But uh, kind of sad to see it go. It's kind of the one of the ones I liked. Not that I had bought one but and, and <laughs> or would, but I mean, it was... I, I, well, after 2024, you won't see uh, Kia Stingers anymore. Oh, well. Nope. All right. Uh, we come back. BJ Colleen is here. She's going to talk about the uh, 2024 Porsche Cayenne. There you go. We'll be right back. It is The Drive. Yeah, humor me and tell me lies. See, there's the lies. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Oh boy! That's right. My girlfriend right here, BJ Colleen. See, I don't know if you heard. You know, the music even knows that I used to be a liar. Like like all other people, I guess. Till you realize lying is bad. It's wrong. It's immoral. It's incorrect. It doesn't work. It's the devil's game. The liar, the deceiver, the devil, the liar lies. I don't want to be a liar anymore, BJ. That's all there is to it. So. No. <laughs> I just thought you were calling me a super tramp. Oh, hold on. There it is. Hold on. Is that super tramp? Cupid's chokehold. That's what that's called. Anyway, that's funny. Uh, all right. So the uh, Porsche Cayenne, which is the SUV. Uh, yep. What 2024, what are they doing? So they made a, a lot of upgrades. This is the third generation of the Cayenne. Hard to believe it's been around that long. It's got three generations on it. But really? Yeah. They did a lot of things. They they had a more athletically styled front fenders. There's a new hood, 
redesign the hand lamps, emphasize the vehicle stance, because, you know, you have to do things so you can charge more for it. That's, right. that's the world of, of Porsche. But they've done a couple things on the inside. They redesigned the instrument panel so that the functions that the driver uses frequently are located directly or immediately next to the steering wheel, which God knows what took them so long, but absolutely that's a good idea. The gear selector is now on the dashboard, so it makes room for a new center console for storage and large air conditioning controller. So that looks good too. There is a, a balance, really very clear balance between digital and analog instruments because you're in a Porsche. Most people in Porsches want to have analog instruments because they want fast information, you know, especially when you're at the track. That's important. Right. So they also have things like Spotify, Apple Music, a 10.9 inch display for the passenger side which is kind of cool because now the passenger can be involved in some of the communications and the infotainment systems in the new Porsche. Hmm. So that's kind of nice. They have a lightweight sport package that saves up to 72 pounds of weight in the Cayenne Coupe. And uh, you can have 2021, 22-inch wheels. So basically, they just took a really nice vehicle and bumped it up a lot more. There's shock absorbers with uh, separate rebound and compression stages for better performance when you're driving. There's a new optional adaptive air suspension on the Cayenne Turbo GT that's available. Mm. There's three different engines now. There's actually a refined twin turbo 4 liter V8. So not a lot of V8s around, but Porsche still has one, which Mm. is good. It's going to replace the V6. going to give you a 468 horsepower and 442 pound-feet of torque which is uh, about 34 horsepower, 37 pound-feet of torque more than the V6. Mm. So that's kind of nice, too. Other things like Porsche Dynamic Chassis Control, everything that Porsche does is all with performance in mind. And with performance comes price. So the Cayenne will start at 79200 The Coupe is 84300 If you want the hybrid, which is nice that they do offer a hybrid model, that starts at ninety one. But the coupe is 95, and then the Cayenne S starts at 95.7, goes up to 102. And the top of the line, Cayenne Turbo GT is $196,000. No, come on. How could that be? You could buy two of the entry level ones for 79,000 bucks each and a boat to put behind one of them. <laughs> I know. Because you know what? I know. Because if you have to ask how much you can't afford it and those kind of people how badly they want it is directly proportionate to the thickness of their wallet and if they've got a thick wallet it doesn't matter how much it costs. It, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And the funny part is that most of these people that buy that top end Turbo GT, they're not going to the track. They're driving it around Beverly Hills. They're driving it around, you know, uh, Long Island. That's where they're. That's right. where they're doing. It's it's a showcase vehicle. Say, so, hey, it's I got mine. You know, look at me. I've got a Porsche Cayenne Turbo GT that I couldn't drive if my life depended on <laughs> right. it. You right, know? Right, right. It's so over engineered. But for those that know, for those that are smart enough to take that vehicle to the track, you will be rewarded richly because there is nothing really that handles like a Porsche outside of a supercar. Yeah. And well, you know, taken... you and I have both driven 911s, we've yep. driven the Panameras, we've driven everything. And I'm a Porsche fanatic. I especially like the base entry level Boxster just because there's not a lot of stuff on it, but all the driving dynamics are there when you just want to go out and have some fun carving up the canyons. Man. This is the way to go. Get yourself a Porsche. So so here's, here's the way I see it. Okay. You've got seventy nine thousand dollars for the base model. 
Yeah. You've got, uh, let's say you go and you go up to the, um, you know, the one for $91,000, which is two model lines up. So that's 80 and, and, uh, and 90. Um, we're still, I still have enough to buy a boat on top yes. it, or I can yes. have that one. I don't, I don't get that. That makes no sense whatsoever. But anyway, hey, listen, takes all kinds. Uh, more news from the auto world here on The Drive. BJ Colleen, I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor and BJ Colleen, automotive journalist extraordinaire. Our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Uh, BJ, I know you, you said you had a little little tidbit of news along with some of these other things. What, what news were you talking about there? Well, you know what JLR stands for? Um... It depends on if you want me to be funny or rude. Um, Siri. <laughs> Jaguar Land Rover. Absolutely. Okay. Jaguar Land Rover, but that is their new name. You will be calling them JLR, not Jaguar Land Rover. They are doing a rebrand that shifts the focus onto four sub-brands. So there will be Range Rover, Discovery, Defender, and Jaguar. So they're saying JLR will now become a house of brands that's about amplifying the uniqueness of our character British marks, is what they said. So it's going to be interesting. Everybody's changing names. I guess this is like the modern thing to do, Stellantis and whoever else. But JLR is now instead of Jaguar Land Rover, which is nice because that was pretty long to say. <laughs> so it's and a lot I, faster I, to say JLR. I think, though, that the average person does not give a crap about that. You're right. They yeah, don't. Yeah. It's just but, uh, on a co- corporate level, you know? Yeah. Because if you said to somebody, what is Stellantis? Everybody would go, I have no idea what you're exactly talking about. Exactly right. What is Stellantis? It, I, honestly, Stellantis. you could ask a thousand people and probably not find five that know, unless they were in the auto industry. They think, Correct. you know, Dodge, Jeep, um, Jeep Chrysler. Ram, Chrysler, yeah, Fiat. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think Peugeot Alpha. is under that as well. Peugeot's yeah, Alfa Romeo, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, gosh, you know whatever else is underneath there, you know. But yeah, Stellantis, and uh, but does it even matter? No, you know it. It doesn't no. matter. It's it's a corporate thing. It's like when you go and you, the, the truck drivers, they know they're driving a Ram. I still call them Dodge. Dodge doesn't make a truck anymore. Ram makes a truck. But actually, I know. you know, Ram doesn't even make a truck. Stellantis makes a truck, and it's called a Ram. You know what I mean? 
So old habits die hard. Yeah, I know. exactly. I, I forgot. There's some brand that I'm still calling them the original name of the brand too. It's like it's crazy. What can you do? So uh, what do you do? All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about another vehicle. This is called the Buick Invista. Yeah. This is a 2024 model, and this is the complete opposite of the Porsche because this is kind of cool. When I saw the price, I almost had a heart attack. It's a new nameplate by Buick, believe it or not. Yeah, you know, everybody I'm... thinks, is, why is Buick still around? But Buick is making some pretty darn good vehicles. They're a very stealth brand of General Motors. If you got in and drove one, you'd be like, this is pretty nice. It's just that it's the, it's the car that nobody thinks about because they don't know about it. But if you got into it, you would like it. But this is the new nameplate, and it's basically a small SUV, but it has the cargo space and utility of a larger SUV, and the vehicle is absolutely stunning looking for a small SUV. You got to take a look. Go to Buick.com and oh. look up in Vista, and you will be blown away by how nice this vehicle looks. Now, here's the kicker. It starts at $23,495. Oh, yeah, yeah. I which think is that's... amazing. Did you look at the picture? No, because I haven't yet, but somebody, we, we may have talked about this. Somebody may have mentioned it. I can't remember, but there was, it was probably embargoed at that time. So you're bringing the information before. I, I, there was the, just a mention of it. But, you know, it's funny because Buick is supposed to be, you know, like a premium brand, right? Because Chevrolet is yes. the kind of the entry level. GMC is right. a step up from that. And Buick, well, GMC, yeah, GMC makes SUVs. And now Buick should be a step up from that. And then Cadillac, Right. For the General Motors right. brand. But right. here's a little itty-bitty entry-level, you know. I mean, I don't know how big it is because I haven't seen it, but it's an entry-level vehicle for not really a lot of money. What do you get for twenty three grand? Nothing. So it'd be interesting to see this, you know, these days. Yeah, anyway. it's absolutely amazing. But they're, because they're calling it a premium vehicle, so you're going to get a lot of things that are standard, high-quality materials. If you take a look at the picture, again, go to Buick.com and Vista, E-N-V-I-S-T-A. Okay. Uh, it's going to come in three trims, preferred, sport, touring, and avenir. And it's basically the design language they first showed on the Wildcat EV concept vehicle yep. that they introduced last year, that they showed last year. But it's a very low-profile silhouette. It's got mm, a forward-leaning mm, mm. nose, got a nice sloping back. All right, It all right. really, really looks good. Am I enticing you to go look it up? No, because but I, I want, I, I'm with a minute and a half left, I know Carl Brower from uh, wherever he's from in these days, Forbes Autos and IC Cars and all the rest, is going to talk about a car. I just wanted to get your take because you're an owner of a Lincoln. He's going to be talking about the Nautilus. Was it you that told me they're made in China? Yep, the Nautilus oh, is going to be made in China. Oh my god. Which is Ford. interesting because while everybody else Lincoln. is running away, yeah. Lincoln's staying there and Lincoln's you know they're very popular over in China. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens if people are going to have a, a little heart attack because it is made in China oh. and then being imported back here. So we'll I see what happens. It's, but it's going uh, to be nice. I think it's a mistake. It might be. We'll I think see. they should, if they're going to sell their cars in China and they want to make them over there to sell them over there, that to me is good business. But when you rub your thumb in my eye after you had it in a pile of dog poo, that's <laughs> my relationship with China right now. China. That's not making me happy. I'm not buying a Lincoln Nautilus. I don't care if I have a lot of friends at Ford or not. I don't think it's a good idea. Sorry. A plus. The what? price is going to be over $70,000. Oh! right. Get that thumb out of my eye. Thank you, BJ. 
Thanks, Alan. We'll see what Carl says to you. <laughs> Stay with us, everybody. It's The Drive. Carl Brower coming up next. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. I know. I, I know. I, I know it. I know. I know. I'm on the air. Leave me alone. All right. The network comes over and says, you're not supposed to say these things on the radio. Did you guys miss that last segment when I said China was like, you know, poop on the finger and then the, putting the thumb in my eye with the poop on it? Well, that's how I feel. I don't want to buy nothing from China. Nothing. You hear me? Nothing. Nothing. Carl Brower joining us. Carl, I don't know if you heard BJ and I talking about this new Lincoln Nautilus. They're bringing it in from China. What the heck is going on there? Alan, didn't you know Biden's about to pass a new uh, executive (laughs) order where (laughs) Americans are not allowed to buy anything that isn't made, made in China. China. Ah, it's he's, a bunch of pa- crap. he's passing it because he realized it won't actually change anything. So why not just make a law? Out of it? That is a uh, bunch of garbage. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, but it's what I was there. saying is true. They're making this new Lincoln model in, in China, the Nautilus. I, I'm sorry. I, that rubs me so wrong. I can't even tell you. And they're not the only ones. Who is it? Who else is there? Like Volvo's doing. Of course, Volvo's owned by a Chinese car company. Uh, yeah, the Volvo, uh, I believe it's the S90, uh, and also the um, Buick Envision. They're both, uh, uh, also, they all, we already are having cars that when you turn them over, they say made in China. Do you know, do you know like why? This is why the whole world is going to electric cars, because they, all the electronics come from China. So why not have the cars just be gigantic, big toy cars that are now full-size cars and, and all made in China? Sure, it makes sense to me. No, it doesn't. Right. Uh, right. I, I honestly that rut that, that does that not. I mean, listen. I love Ford Motor Company. I, I know Edsel Ford the second and Henry Ford the third, the Ford family and and Bill Ford. These are nice people. What is going on, Ford Motor Company? Don't you see what's going on in the world? We're about to be at war with them. Come on, I don't get this. Honestly, it disappoints me. I'm a Ford guy. I like well, Fords. We're supposed to have learned, you know, I mean, we already have issues because we don't have enough, like, various types of medical uh, supplies and also drugs because they all come from over there, too. And then when they decide they don't want to give them to us, you know, 
then uh, all of a sudden we're in a bad way. And certainly chips, everyone says if they take over Taiwan, where all the microchip, uh, in the, you know, the global microchip industry is based, then, you know, you thought we had chip problems when we had COVID and there were just factories shut down. What happens if the whole industry is suddenly under control of one country and the country decides, eh, you know what, eh, yeah. the U.S., you don't get any chips now. I <laughs> think we're going to have to change our modus operandi here at the uh, drive. We're going to just talk about all classic cars that don't have chips and things. Except the only chips in those cars should be on the seat from being eating right. a bag of Lay's potato chips while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, don't, I think those come from China, too, now. I don't want to break your heart here, but I think all, the, all those chips oh, also come from China. That's really sad. All right. Well, look, I mean, we're going to talk about the car anyway, no matter what, because uh, maybe there's somebody in China listening and they want to buy one. This is the Ford, uh, the Lincoln Nautilus, Lincoln owned by Ford Motor Company, the Lincoln Nautilus for 2024. Have you driven it? Nobody's driven Nobody's it yet. Driven. I mean, besides Ford people and all, yeah. but they did show it off in a static display where it sat on a nice, impressive stage. And a lot of people looked at it and I think they were highly impressed. Right. Uh, well... Uh, you know, so be it, I guess. All right, that's enough time for that particular car. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about something made in America or anywhere else except uh, the Ukraine or Russia? Um, it's going to be a slow show if we talk about things made in America. But okay, oh, oh my let's God. see if we can stretch it out for a few hours. All right, well, let's, let's t talk about, uh, can we, let's see how much time we got. Yeah, let's start the conversation about the McLaren. Where are those made? England? Walking England, good man. Walking England. Okay. What do you got there? So McLaren has decided or did decide to make this crazy version of the 720. It's really the 720's platform, but it's a completely different vehicle, all different body work and look, and it doesn't have any roof or any side glass, and for the most part, it doesn't have any windshield either. So you see these old 60s car, race cars that were just pure race cars like Sterling Moss drove and all these other crazy vehicles. And the windshield was a pair of goggles on the racer inside because there was no windshield for, you know, maximum aerodynamics. Well, this is a street legal sold to public, you know, regular consumers vehicle. Not a lot of them, only 149 for the whole planet. And they start at 1.7 million. So you need a bit of cash to get one oh. but if you've got the cash and if you've got the connections and get one of these 149 you get an 804 horsepower car that weighs 2800 pounds alan so wow. think of it like an aerial atom you know supersized in terms of that's the a car power and weight for those who don't know that car that's a, a car that has an exoskeleton and it's a yeah. very very lightweight doesn't really have a body on it it uh, yeah. is is like a uh, almost like a dune buggy looking car, right? It's like know. a seat and wheels and an engine is what the atom is. This is two seats, wheels, and a eight hundred horsepower engine and some bodywork. But that's pretty much it. There certainly isn't any glass on the car. Yeah. So I drove one uh, for about seven hours yesterday and uh, all around Southern California mm. and. It drives like you would expect an 800-horsepower, 2,800-pound car to drive. So uh, it was pretty fun. But a million how much? 1.7 starting price. And, uh, you know, you add some options, you're going to hit 
two million pretty quickly. I'm just wondering with the economy the way it is and the world the way it is. I mean, it must be Bitcoin people that are buying these kind of cars because the rest of the the economy seems to be in the toilet for so many. You know, they work a day people that used to make money investing in the stock market. And maybe they still do. I don't know. But it just stock market keeps going up, up, up. But everybody I hear keeps on. Oh, I lost my butt in the stock market. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't yeah. get it. I don't know where, where, what's going up. Is it inflation? Is it real? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, if they got in and out of Bitcoin, you said Bitcoin. There's plenty of people who've taken a shower in Bitcoin in the last uh, two years, too. But if you got in and jumped back out at the perfectly timed time, you could easily afford a McLaren Alva. That's easy. But, yeah, I think, you know, you're right. And and actually, to your point, Alan, a bit of interesting info here. The original number, global number for this car was supposed to be 400. And then it was cut to 250 and then it was cut oh. to 149. Oh, no. So, yeah. There was a shift in uh, production numbers for this car. And not that it has anything to do with what you were just talking about. Uh, no, no, it never happened. But you know what's funny is that's not a lot of cars. That's like a little boutique car company now, if that's all they're going to well, sell of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's just this one special one. They're still oh. making 765s and 720s. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I was thinking. So they've got like five other models that they make and all. But this this was supposed to be kind of their ultimate toy. And uh, yeah, they, they stopped at 149 instead that's of 400. Right. I keep thinking, you know, that they. So they're actually expanding with this thing. You know, they're. Oh, well, the elites have called and the elites want more. For more money, yeah. just make it more and make less of them. Right. They want more, but they also want less. They want more power and more more MSRP, but they want less glass and less curb weight. So, yeah, they yeah. put it together. Oh, there you go. I don't know. Everything is wacky to me. I, I feel like that uh, somebody took all of my passions and dreams about the car company and put it in a bassomatic and went, you know, and then squirted it back into my head. And I, I can't make heads or tails of what's going on. I don't know who to believe anymore. They, they're really making a Lincoln only in China and they're importing it to here? What? Oh, be quiet over there. They're telling me stop it. All right, we'll be ready to take a break in a minute. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Here it comes. Get ready. There it is. There it is. The world of electronics taking over. You've got now, um, you know, um, clones of pretty girls that look better than real life does. You've got cars made in China that say Lincoln and Volvo and other car companies, and they're shipping them over here to us, and yet China wants to take over the entire world and, and we're okay with that carl brower joining us carl what is going on I, my, my brain is blend it's like in a blender 
My brain has been put in a blender. I watch the news every day, and I, I put my hands on my face and go, can this really be true? Wake me up. I call my wife, wake me up. Wake me up. I can't take it anymore. You know, that's my, I'm, I, I, nobody wants to watch the news. And the problem is, it's real. <laughs> like this Biden thing, you know, this, we've talked about it before. This whole thing yeah. with, uh, what's he trying to do? The, the EV requirements. They want more and more people to buy EVs. And people don't want to buy EVs. What? Why are they making yeah. us buy EVs? You know? Well, the, the last thing apparently we want is market-driven shifts in transportation. We have to have government-driven shifts uh, in transportation. Oh. <laughs> well, Alan, once you remember... What is, wait a minute, wait a minute. All, what does that remind you of, China? Oh, anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you have to keep in mind, Alan, that we as consumers and average American citizens are extremely stupid. We don't know anything. No. We're, yeah. we're, doing it, we're doing it wrong, as they say, but we have... A government that thankfully, thank, they're thank there the for higher us. being, they're there for they us. have it figured out, yes. and they never make mistakes, yes. and they just have to properly show us how to live, yes. and everything will be fine. Once you I, embrace that reality, yes, everything, yes. you don't you don't have to yes. worry about the news anymore, because the yes. mama government will say this. Yes. And in, as an example, yes. we now need to have so few CO2 emissions in modern cars that by 2032, according to the latest uh, presidential requirements, that somewhere around 67% of all new cars by 2032 would have to be electric vehicles. Makes, any makes perfect sense to me, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to get there. We just have to get there. And so, you know, whether that means that, you know, all of our gasoline stations are shut down and there's no fuel available for anyone and we're all driving around electric cars. This is what we've got to do. Quit thinking like you know better, okay? Carl. Surrender your, surrender your wisdom to the higher power that's I out there in Washington, D.C. and everything will be fine. I surrender. Carl, <laughs> didn't you know that gasoline is evil? Didn't you know that it's causing the snow to melt and the ice caps? And... Didn't you know that electric cars are so much better, Carl? Carl. I didn't. I didn't know that, but I thankfully had someone to tell me that. So That's right, Carl. That's right. <laughs> I just shouldn't be making fun of this, but I don't know what else to do. It's pure frustration. I need... Give me some Xanax, quick! I need something. Isn't it Xanax that works? Helps take the... Uh, what is it? Take the edge off? I don't get well, yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. I mean, I what ordered. Is, I ordered my demon. Did you order your demon? I ordered my demon. Oh, see, so, so yeah. we are going. We're going to hell in a handbasket. You and I. <laughs> well, that's why we had to order demons that's because right. we're going to hell. Thousand and twenty-five horsepower, internal combustion. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I don't honestly. What can we do, Carl? I mean, I'm just curious. I because I I have no answers for what can we do about these ridiculous mandates. Biden administration well, just keeps making it worse and worse. Go ahead. Well, you've got two things that are usually on our side. One is that no administration lasts forever, and 2032 is still nine years away. So, uh, you know, this won't be the first time we had things put in place with a supposedly rosy future plan that didn't come to pass. But the second thing is just so far, we're still a capitalist country. 
And I don't care how many EVs they make. I care how many EVs they sell, or more importantly, how many EVs consumers are both willing and more importantly than that, able to buy. And you can't buy anything if you can't afford it. So Mm. electric cars right now are not affordable by most people. And we're going to hit a point soon, if we haven't already, if you look at the EV sales and, and demand indications, where you just can't sell these. They're out. They're over. They're they've priced out of the range of the mainstream consumer, oh, and yeah. so all the wealthy people get theirs, yeah. and no one. And then they're done. They're sated, and no one else can buy them. All right, hold on. We got a commercial break coming up. I heard you. I heard you. Uh, get back in your cage. Uh, our show brought to you in part by the Biden administration today. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. I don't care what they say. You want to talk about a hot mic minute? Yeah, we're going to have a hot mic in a moment here. Oh, the mic's hot? Hello. Oh, yes. Welcome back. (laughs) The network's chewing me out because I'm being too negative about China. Sorry. I know a a couple... Yeah. I know a couple hot mics, uh, you know, uh, but I still oh. find a hot Dan or a hot. Uh, oh no boy, no no! You know? M I C mic microphone. Oh, those oh kind I was of talking to a guy the other day, Carl Brower, joining us from iccars.com. Talking to a guy the other day, and I said, "Hey, whatever happened to that radio talk show host?" He goes, "Oh, there was a hot mic situation." <laughs> It's kind of like when you say what you shouldn't say on the microphone, and he's gone. I'm like, you're kidding me. Oh, my gosh. See, and again, I'm thinking, you say that, and I'm thinking, so he met a guy he liked, and they just ran off together? <laughs> That's the wrong kind of hot mic. hot mic situation. Uh, yeah, but we don't want to talk about a hot Carl anyway. That's a whole other story. Anyway, all right, Carl. Carl Brower joining us. Hot Carl is here. Forbes Autos, Auto Industry Analyst, American Car and Truck of the Year, juror and board member, and he's also a World Car of the Year. Who would ever give that much responsibility to this guy? I don't know, but he's also an executive analyst for iccars.com. And they have another, this is a great way to get into the next hour, some more depressing news. (laughs) They have another study that what is the most recalled Car or vehicle, period. What is it, Carl? Yeah, so the most recalled car, get ready, because we're going to make all the fanboys mad. Tesla Model Y, the most recalled. No! <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Oh, I almost lost my headphones. That is hilarious. Because and, and you want to know what the first, the first five most recalled vehicles are? Well, I'll tell you this much. Four of the first five are Teslas and oh, one Porsche. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, my yep. gosh. Well, is it is it just lately because of something that was going on that affected all Teslas or what? No, this was over a 10-year. We looked at all cars from 2014 to 2023, a 10-year time span we looked at. And we looked at both least and most recalled vehicles. And what we've already gotten, we just put the study out yesterday, and, of course, we've already gotten all the Tesla fanboys lit up and Tesla Rati websites and stuff like that. And what they're trying to say is, yeah, but a bunch of those are OTA, which stands for over the air. You might you might know, Alan. Right, over, over the, the air, air right. updates Update, or changes, yeah. meaning the car sits in the garage at night while it's charging anyways, and uh, you know it talks to the to the mothership back at the Tesla plant, and it changes something on the car to fix it. So it's not like a real recall because you don't have to go to the dealer and deal with it, you know. Yeah. And there were two responses to that. First, my my first response to that is, is it listed in NHTSA? as a recall or an over-the-air update. Well, it's listed as a recall. Then it's a recall, isn't it? Whether you went to a dealer or not, there was something wrong with the car, wrong enough that NHTSA had to get involved in a recall situation. And recalls are done because things are dangerous or things are not safe enough for the car to operate until they're recalled and addressed. Whether they're recalled physically to the dealer or recalled overnight in your own garage, there was a safety issue that had to be done. Second point, when we filtered out the over-the-air ones and just the go to the service center to have it done, right. it didn't really help the Teslas much. They, they got better when you took away all the over-the-air recalls, but it's not like they weren't still among the most recalled cars. So even going to the dealer, you got to do it too often with the cars too. But I guess the service station, they don't have dealers at Tesla. Don't get the fanboys even more mad. But yeah, so they're, they got a lot of Teslas that just have a lot of activity going on in the recall world, whether it's OTA or not. Now on the plus side... Well, it sounds like OTA the- is DOA, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes. On the on the least recalled cars, uh, believe it or not, the Mini Convertible is the least recalled what? car. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh! The Mini Coopers had like not a great reputation. Yeah, that car. I mean, that particular car. It just you know, and and sometimes I think we see a lot of specialized cars on the list, and I think it's because there's like a parent brand. Uh, parent model, I should say, that got maybe a lot of other stuff addressed, and so by the time the more specialized version came out, it, it wasn't as likely to need any help. But the Mini Convertible, then the NX300, the Lexus NX300, the Lincoln MKZ Hybrid, not the regular one, but the hybrid, again, kind of a specialized niche Mm. version of the car, Mm. Mercedes-Benz CLA, and then the Lexus RX450H, the hybrid. And by the way, number six is interesting just because I think it's a shame is uh, the Nissan 370Z. Again, a specialized, you know, lower volume and very specialized car. So, So you see this kind of where these, these these more specialized versions of larger parent models do well, largely yeah. because the quirk the you know, the, the issues are figured out, the issues and problems are figured out on the parent model often before the right. specialized ones are released. Well hold on because I gotta give out the information. If you want to know about the uh, most and least recalled vehicles, head over to iccars.com. You'll find the whole report there. And uh, Carl, thank you very much, Carl Brower. By the way, if you had any doubt I am a pro-American guy, okay? I do not apologize for that. And I think Carl's the same way. We'll be back with another hour. I was wondering, Alan. Now I know. Don't wonder anymore. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Man, it seems like so long since I've done exclusive interviews because, you know, through the COVID garbage, I didn't go to a lot of auto shows and stuff like that. But um, I've got an exclusive interview right now with Lauren Fix. Lauren is here. (laughs) Car Coach reports. We're going to call you an exclusive interview, Lauren. Cool. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But you have always good information. And then right behind you is uh, Brian Moody, who uh, he heard that he was going to be following you, and he told me to tell you hello. And, oh, uh, well, Tomer said hi. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And, and uh, so Brian is with Auto Trader, and Lauren is the publisher of Car Coach Reports, carcoachreports.com. And uh, Brian, let me tell you what Brian's going to talk about. He's got... He says the prices of used cars are going up again. Oh, boy. And then he's got mm-hmm. 10 best SUVs under $20,000 with three rows of seats. And then he's going to talk about oh, the new good. CX-90 Mazda with an inline six-cylinder. Interesting. So, uh, but Yeah, they're coming a long way. They're definitely putting the power down at Mazda. I know, right? So you, you were saying That's something good. about um, tax credits for electric cars. Was it electric cars? Or, yes. yes, okay, because I didn't want to get that wrong in case it was hybrids. But but there's not as many as people might think available that can get the the good tax credit, you might say. Maybe you could talk about that. Well, the rules change. Oh, they always. yes, they do. <laughs> yep. And they seem to be changing more often than not. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, when they first said, oh, yeah, you know, electric cars, you want to buy an electric car, we definitely can get you into one. You're going to save money. You'll save $7,500. Your state's going to offer you uh, more of a discount. And so people thought, oh, this, this might actually work for us. But then the infrastructure plan was passed last year. And if you remember that, and that was passed late in the year. And suddenly, everything changed. Yeah. So we knew that originally, the first 200,000 vehicles sold, you got the $7,500 tax credit. And then Tesla met that number, GM met that number, Toyota met that number. And then we thought, oh, okay, well, let's see what happens. And sales were coming along. Now, mind you, last year, 2022, total sales of electric vehicles of the 15 million vehicles sold, ballpark-ish, was only 5.8%. Right. So it's not a lot. But the press makes it, the mainstream media makes it seem like everybody's got one and you should have one too. Right. And a lot of people feel that the pressure, the pressure of, yeah, we should look at one. But what they're finding is people aren't necessarily wanting them for a lot of reasons. So what happened is now we have an infrastructure bill that came through. They have delayed it, delayed it, delayed it because the EPA got involved and all the financial you know, divisions of the government got involved. And these geniuses came up with this. 
If your vehicle is made in the USA, you can get $3,750 of credit that you can pass on to your customers. Mm. And if the battery is here in the U.S., 40% of the battery, either the built here or components from here, 40%, you'll also get the $3,700, giving you $7,500. Well, the problem is, who owns all the battery plants, Alan? China. And Russia. I don't know. Where where do they come from? China, yeah. China is the biggest one. And China also is the one that owns all the mines. They own 80% of the mines. Oh, so currently, see. Currently, if we were to cut China out, yeah. you'd be forced to buy your stuff from Canada, which is fine. We right. have a free trade agreement with Canada. Okay. But there's a company in Brazil we've been buying from. But guess who owns that company in Brazil? China. 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 You got it. <laughs> China. I thought it was something like Trump. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's interesting because people are thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. But here the government has put new rules into play. And the new rules started April 18th, so just this past Tuesday. Oh, boy. So whenever you're listening to Alan's show and you hear this, you go, oh, I missed the window. You may have missed the window depending upon what you want. Now, this is going to continue changing, but there are 16 new models, some variants, a total of 20 if you include all the variants. That's it. Wow. But it's only the domestics. Chrysler, three products, the Pacifica plug-in, the Jeep Wrangler 4xE, the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. That's it. That's mm. all they got. Mm. If you're looking at Ford, it's the Ford Lightning truck, standard and extended range, but can't be over $80,000. Mm. You know, the problem with the Transit is you got to have a need for, a, like, a van kind of style. Right, right. It's big. And then the 22 to 2023 Ford Mustang Mach-E, standard and extended ranges, and the Escape. My question Lincoln is, Corsair, are they selling Avenger. any of those Mach-E's? I'm just curious. They're selling some. Yeah. We're certainly not selling at the level of a Mustang. All right, look, let me do this. Uh, a commercial break's going to run us over. It, do you have a report on this at carcoachreports.com? I do, and it, it actually just posted on Tuesday, and it's got the full information. Before you buy, look at this list. You will be shocked. All the Japanese are off the list. All the Koreans off the list. Wow. All the Germans are not on the list. Wow. All right, yeah. we'll take a break. CarCoachReports.com. More with Lauren Fix right after this. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. You're listening to The Drive, brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And their brand new Outback. Boy, they're pushing that Outback. I, You know, I used to have an Outback. Loved it years ago. Um, 
Anyway, Subaru is a good company. We appreciate their sponsorship. Lauren Fix joining us right now. Uh, Lauren is uh, the publisher of CarCoachReports.com. She is also on social media like Twitter. You'll find her at Lauren Fix. Instagram, hashtag CarCoachReports. And uh, don't forget her YouTube channel is uh, the Car Coach Report. Or the car is the Car Coach, right? What is the YouTube? Yeah, Car Coach Reports. There you go. That's why I got it right. But if you put in Lauren Fix with one X, you'll find me very quickly. Okay, good. They haven't suppressed me that bad yet, but they are definitely (laughs) shadow banning me. (laughs) Well, after our next segment, they're going to, I'm sure. We're talking about the realities realities of the electric car world, because it is something that we have to take world affairs into consideration, right? When you're going out to buy an electric car, because look what we just went through with COVID. That was a world pandemic. The whole world kind of had to go into, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, lockdown a little bit. And, And then there was chip shortages and parts shortages and the just in time way they build cars these days was not just in time anymore. You know what I mean? So all these things. Absolutely true. Yeah. They all have to be taken into consideration. So if you're thinking about an electric car, um, you know, you need to know. You should be able to buy one if you want one. Yeah. And you need to know what, you know, what you're getting yourself into. So I think, you know, you, you seem to be the one that really digs deep into some of these things. So where do you want to go from mm-hmm. here? I know you got a lot of good. Well, news. I found something by accident. I'm always looking to see what's going on around the world, how there's pushback. If there isn't pushback, the adaptation to electric cars, what people are saying. And I came across this in a Chinese political newspaper and I don't speak Chinese, by the way. Let's say I had to use Google Translate. But this is for sure. China will use the control of the rare earth minerals, because they own 80% of the mines, to squeeze the U.S. and the world to comply with the way they want things to go. Whoa. And since that's not happening, whether it be with this president, the past one, or future president, they decided to do something. And this is coming. China's rare earth export ban, which means they're going to ban sending their rare earth minerals to hit the U.S. So mm. what they're going to do is, what do you need to run an electric motor? Anyone that's got any experience with electric motors knows you need magnets. Well, guess what? They're just going to deny sending us magnets. And that's going to be the problem. So there's two of them. And I, one of them I can say is neodymium. The other one's like pseudodymium. But what's interesting about this is the fact that these two rare earth minerals, we can't do anything without them. And we use magnets in a lot of things, computers, mobile phones, MP3 players, cameras, hybrid electric motors, luxury electric car motors, wind turbines, aerospace, military, I mean, trains, I mean, so much. And we rely on China. So that is a problem. And how do we resolve it? Well, either we can mine here, which we probably don't want to do because it damages the environment and the earth and nobody wants to breathe that stuff. But I keep saying... You know, if they're mining it in Africa, it is going to affect us because the atmosphere is global. Right. I mean, where you mine in one area of the world, it's definitely going to affect everywhere else. And they're doing it in Afghanistan, the Ukraine, and Russia. All this mining is really concerning because all these rare earth minerals are not recyclable. And I really worry that when China puts the squash on us, which they probably will, what are we going to do? 
Yeah. And we can't get stuff out of other countries. And I worry for those people that do want electric cars and maybe you need a new battery down the road. Right. What if you can't get it? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Vehicle, but you may have to put an engine in. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about when I say that if you're considering an electric car or a new car, um, you need to know this stuff. You need to know that there could be troubled waters up ahead. So, um, I mean, look Let's at the see. condition of the world. We'll yeah, that's right. We'll Charging see. for sure. The cars are off. The cars are super cool. Yeah. It's not the cars. No, no. And it's not the manufacturers. I was going to say, it's, it's not the, the cars or the manufacturers. It's the nutty world we live in. We'll take a break. Lauren Fix has got more news to report right here on The Drive. And Lauren Fix is, is the uh, publisher of Car Coach Reports, carcoachreports.com. We'll be right back. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Man, this song takes me back. My Sharona. Oh, I shouldn't be a singer. Never mind. Uh, Lauren Fix is here. <laughs> um, Lauren Fix, uh, you can find her at carcoachreports.com and all her great information. Um, if you want to go noodling, she has got so many reports that she does, uh, like daily. So go check it out, carcoachreports.com. Uh, very, I'm very thankful to have you on the show, Lauren. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, it. It's always fun to chat with you yeah. on air and off air. Well, we are we are aligned in many ways in life, in the car business, in the cars we buy and play with, and all the motorsports and all the fun stuff we do. And we've and known so, each other forever. Too long. Too long. <laughs> I don't want to realize. I don't want to yeah. actually confess to how many years and what happened to all those years. Where have they gone? What is going on? Anyway. I don't know. I'm still 39. I just can't get any older. I <laughs> you know what? I'm 39, but that's just my waist size. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Last I saw you, you were pretty lean. No, the, yeah, that was the last time you saw me. It's been a while, you know. I've had the COVID munchies. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, really. Um, okay, so oh, something happened in New York. And since you are close yeah. to there, uh, I know you've I got a little. live in Manhattan. Yeah, well, yeah, used to is a key word for almost everybody in Manhattan now these days, you know. I was happy to get the heck out of Manhattan. <laughs> New York City is not what it used to be. The no. crime is through the roof. It's sad. It's car, sad. car damage, just everything was crazy. So a lot of people that live in New York City, if you have a car, and believe it or not, a lot of people do have cars. My daughter lived there. She had a car. Her friend that she lived with had a car, too. But you find a parking garage or you find a parking space. You right. find a deal. And believe it or not, it's as expensive as the car payment per month. Yeah. It'd be like 350 to 500 a month. So it's a lot. I had a friend who so, was paying 800 for his parking space. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I know a guy had a, had a Tesla in the city and he paid to have a charging station in the garage. So these garages are older buildings. And 
he had to put in, and it was his parking spot. But it was costing him well over a grand a month. See? That's a lot of money. That's insanity. That's a, by the time you added in with the car payment, you were already at the cost of a house. Just move the well, heck out of this. Well, but it, listen, think about this. If if they convert some of these older buildings into parking garages, they don't have to deal with the the um, you know the, the 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 squatters and the tenants and things like that because it's just a car, and. They well, rent out little tiny happen. space. I, but it's different, though, I think, you know, I mean, because like in some states and I don't want to chew up the whole segment on this, but the rights are to the people that are living in the house. And you hear all these horror stories where you can't kick oh, yeah. people out. But I think it's a little different with a car parking garage. But anyway, so, yeah, right. one, one collapse. Squatting though. rules. There's yeah. Squatting rules in New York City. You can't kick people so, out. Even if you converted it, they can't kick the people out. So there was yeah. a parking garage that collapsed in New York City on Tuesday of last week. It killed one person. Mm. A lot of cars destroyed. It was a five-level building that had several active violations on it. And so that's, of course, the person who's in charge of inspections. But the building was built in 1925. It was oh. first licensed as a garage in 1957. Oh, man. It was converted in 1957 for five cars per floor. Well, that's not what happened. You can do some basic math. Five times five is not 276, yeah. even with new math. Right. So the building had 276 vehicles in it, and you know they were charging them through the nose oh, yeah. to load cars in. Yep. And the building collapsed. It was between two other buildings, and oh, someone was in gosh. the building, so that person unfortunately passed. But the incident was part of a recent study that raised concerns about these older parking garages and that they can't handle the weight of the new vehicles. Although, think about cars from the 60s, they were pretty heavy, but cars have gotten heavier. For example, a Tesla Model S weighs about 1,000 pounds more than a Mercedes E-Class. Wow. And the new 9,000-pound GMC Hummer EV right. is obviously the heaviest out there. Yeah. But they're saying it's a possibility, possibility, I'm not holding all, all my eggs on this one, but electric vehicles may be too heavy for old parking garages. Mm. And that's a study that came out. I found it on Fox. I have to do some more research. But this is also coming out of the U.K., where they're saying that all their British Parking Association has released new guidelines that advise increasing weight limit of, for vehicles that electric vehicles have to be parked on the ground floor. Mm. Mm. Because mm. if you start loading them up nose to tail, which is what they do, they load them in tight. You know, you can only squeeze a car out. These guys are expert parkers. Have you ever seen these guys park cars? You'd be like, eh, how are you going to get out of that? They put the window down, they jump out. It's amazing. I, I've seen them park cars so tight. Yeah. You and I would never do it. Yeah. You could. You need the Hyundai Smart Park for the for the laws. You hit the button on your remote and just slides itself in. That's oh, my gosh, yeah. But it's amazing. So it's possible. So while I'm reading this article, my son sent me something of interest. He goes, you know, that extra weight could be a problem, but he goes, what about the roads, expansion bridges? That means that all these SUVs and big trucks, that's going to shorten the lifespan of roads and make bridges more dangerous. But then I found this, that this building was originally converted from a brownstone. And this building was not meant to be a parking garage. And the load mm. rating is per square foot. While there's five cars per floor, they had 276 cars total. Mm. And the building inspector needs to be held accountable for this. Ooh. So now that building inspector has a death on his hands. <laughs> yeah. Not cars, you can replace those. Right. But a death of a human being cannot be replaced. Wow. Gosh. Isn't that you know, wild? 
And you just don't think of these things when you go to park your car having a building collapse no. on you. You know, it's, wow. Yeah. Um, think about it. You assume that they've inspected it, but it's very exactly. interesting. So remember, be careful with your park your car, I guess. It's a new story. There you have it. Uh, CarCoachReports.com on the web. She's got a YouTube channel. She's very active in every form of social media. Her name is Lauren Fix, F-I-X. Do a little research. She knows her stuff. Lauren, thank you very much. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, coming up next from Auto Trader is Brian Moody. Got a lot of good stuff, too. and But he doesn't have any better news. Prices of used cars going up again, says Brian. Oh, my God. What's in between? Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And now joining us from autotrader.com is Brian Moody, the executive editor. And Brian says to me, did you know that the prices are going up again on used vehicles? And I'm like, no, Brian, don't tell me that. He says, yes. How can that be? (laughs) How can that be? Here he is. (laughs) You know, I thought we were done with the high price of used cars. It was insane for a while. But no, you have uh, obviously no. data to back up your uh, your uh, outlandish statement. How could it be? Yes, but it's not as bad as it was once was, like, say, last year. So now, you know, remember, used cars on average were going up around $28,000. Now it's about $26,000, but that's still pretty high. I mean, it, it may be creeping up. Right. Here's why, because uh, there's plenty of new cars now, but here's what's going to happen is that as time goes by, all of those new cars that weren't available, say, in 2020 and 2021, around there, maybe even into 2022, right? all those new cars that weren't available is going to translate, because those become used cars. So that's going to translate into a lack of used cars when people go to sell those back or not. They just don't have that many right so there's, there was a shortage of new cars that's going to translate to a shortage of used cars and here's the the rub is the lower priced cars have the fewest availability so there's this term called day supply which is basically like saying if a dealership were to not get any more fresh inventory how long could they continue to sell cars right so that number for cars under twenty nine thousand under 
$10,000 is 29 days. That's the lowest. And if you're looking for a car above $35,000, the day supply, which is kind of an inside industry term, it's 50. So the most abundant cars are the used cars over $35,000. The most rare cars are the used cars that are under $10,000. And then if you want to add on top of that, oh, I want low miles, your pool gets even smaller. Right. Well, it's funny because my son-in-law calls me and he had a 2001 Ford F-150. I don't think it was a platinum, but it was a, you know, loaded F-150 hybrid, which he put almost 20,000 miles on it in the two years he's had it. And um, he yeah. paid he paid like $61,000, $62,000 brand new. And... Um, so, you know, he says, you know, I think I'm going to sell this. He goes, I'm just not using it as much as I wanted to. And I really need a, a heavier duty truck than a half ton. So I said, he said, what should I ask for it? I said, well, you know, it's odd. I hate to say this. It's odd, mm-hmm. but you can almost within the first two years, you can almost get what you paid for some of these vehicles, you know, before this spike happened. So uh, he put yeah. it for what he paid for it, which was. Fifty or sixty-two thousand dollars, and um, he called me the other day. He says I sold it, but he got he got sixty. He had to take a little bit off. He goes, I got sixty. He goes, but you know what? I paid a thousand dollars a year to use a brand new truck. He goes, what a bargain, <laughs> right? And I thought yeah, he got yeah, yeah, sixty thousand yeah, dollars for a used pickup truck that in a half ton. You know, it's like how why? But I guess it's because. My brain is not calibrated yet, Brian, to the price of vehicles these mm-hmm. days. It's just, it's getting, it's kind of getting crazy, you know? Well, trucks have been expensive for a long time. I can remember even six, seven, maybe eight years ago. It wasn't, it, it was, we're saying, when's the $100,000 pickup truck going to land? Right. And, you know, the Lariat you know, diesel, long bed, whatever it was, duly at that, at that time, you could get a $95,000 Ford pickup. And now I think you could probably get $100,000 pickups all day long if you wanted to. I know. It's crazy. And, and my, 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 uh, one of my sons, the other one was my son-in-law. My son bought a 2023 diesel three-quarter ton over in Idaho where he's working right now. 2023 diesel Chevy Silverado loaded four wheel drive. And he only paid, this is why it was so weird to me. He only paid 63,000 for a diesel. So anyway, um, it just depends. Also, here's one more little tidbit for you. So we know, you know, new car prices have kind of come down a little bit, but for the first time in, you know, a long time, maybe even ever, Brands like Porsche and Land Rover, the average transaction price of those cars are $100,000. Oh, my gosh. Well, of course, because those are the premium, yeah. premium, premium. But, you know, today. Right. But that's the average. I yeah. mean, there's plenty of Porsches well under $100,000. Yeah. No, I know. It, people are buying the expensive ones. It's just bizarre. It's bizarre. I remember, you know, yeah. five, six, seven years ago. That it was unthinkable to go to a hundred thousand bucks for an SUV unless you were like the elite, the rich. It's the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Today, it's the farmer. It's the um, 
the electrician, the the plumber, the people that are still yeah. gainfully employed. <laughs> you know, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh! All right, well, let us take a break here because uh, commercials will run us over. But I know you also have. Um, what do you have? Some information on 10 best SUVs under 20 grand. So that way, if a person is right. thinking about three buying row. three row SUVs, these, yeah. these, us talking about these $100,000 price tags and even 60, it's a lot of money for the average person. But uh, yeah, autotrader.com, we'll come back and you'll be able to find the information there about the 10 best SUVs, three rows for under 20 grand. Brian, I'll give you a little insight for that right after this. You're listening to The Drive. Stay with us. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Money for nothing. Um, that's Brian Moody. This is his song, Money for Nothing. And your car is for free. <laughs> Brian that ain't <Moody>. working. <laughs> that ain't working. <laughs> uh, Brian Moody's with autotrader.com. And uh, he's got a little report now that you can find at autotrader.com. 10 best used SUVs that have three rows for under 20000 bucks. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so what do you got if there? The average used car price is $26,000. Here are yep. some you can get for well below the average for around 20 or under. So here's a few to pick from three row SUVs that are used less than 20 grand, the 2016. And then when we say the year, obviously, you know, you may be able to go back a little bit or maybe up one year on the miles, 2016 Buick Enclave, hmm. very comfortable SUV has a nice Bose audio system, technology features like forward collision warning. You can get those for just under 20. Also, this is the obvious one, the 2014, 2014 Chevy Tahoe, 2014 Chevy Suburban 1500. Even the Yukon XL is in there. You might not be able to get a Denali for that price, but you know, you can get four wheel drive. Most of them have three zone climate control. Most of them have a backup camera. Look for an LT if you're looking for a Chevy, and mm-hmm. then you should be under 20 grand for that. Wow. In a similar vein, the Dodge Durango, 2016 Dodge Durango, can tow 7,400 pounds. You can get one with a V6 or a V8. And the limited trim is the one that's the nice. You might have to settle for a V6 on that one. So 2016 Dodge Durango, three-row SUV for under 20 grand. Also, the Ford Expedition is a good one. The 2014 or a little older Ford Expedition, it's big. That's one of its selling points. It's got a full flat third row seat, holds tons of passengers. It can tow a little over 9,000 pounds. And you might even be able to get, at 20 grand, you might even be able to get a King Ranch model. Mm. That's kind of the nice one. Yeah. Honda Pilot is on the list. Okay. Honda Pilot is, in a lot of ways, the Hondas are just reliable. But this is a 
smaller than a Tahoe, obviously, V6 engine with three rows of seats. Right. Look for a 2016. Uh, 2017 Mazda CX-9. This is uh, a nice, you know, Mazda's trying to move their stuff upscale. So a 2017, 2016 Mazda CX-9. Look for the signature trim level for the nicest one. But it still has lots of good functional features. And Mazdas are fun to drive. It doesn't have a gigantic back seat like a Tahoe or anything. But it's a good three-row SUV if you only need a three-row every once in a while. Right. There's also the 2015 Nissan Armada. Remember that boxy one? Oh, yeah. I like those. Oh, yeah. That, look for the SL trim. And it's got a big cabin, can tow 9,000 pounds, power rear lift gate, all those expected features. And if you don't need anything like that big and beefy, look for something like a 2015 Toyota Highlander. Mm. Some of those have four-cylinder engines. Some of them, most of them have six-cylinder engines. But you can get all-wheel drive. Look for the base or LE trims. But if you are okay with a little bit more miles, you should be able to find a nice Highlander Limited with all-wheel drive just around the $20,000 mark. And uh, it's going to last for a long time. So you know with Toyotas, you know it's not going to. Same with the Chevy Suburban and Tahoe. You see those for sale all the time with 200-plus thousand miles, so you know. know it's going to last. Right. So those are some three-row SUVs used that you can get for well below the average used car price for under $20,000, and you can probably find a bunch of them on AutoTrader. You know what's funny is I this list is perhaps much newer vehicles that I was than I was thinking, but this is data right out of the database of, of both, what, Kelly Blue Book right. and AutoTrader both, or what? Yeah, Auto Trader based on the cars that are listed for sale. I mean, listen, I'll take a 2014 Tahoe. I'd love to have a car. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm looking at all these. We had a, an expedition, loved it. Honda yeah. Pilot, 2016 Honda Pilot, fantastic vehicle. The newest one in this group is the 2017 CX-9 Mazda, which I almost, yeah. my wife almost bought one of those, and so we looked at them pretty close. Nice. Very nice machine. And I know we're going to be talking about a... Uh, kind of the newest version of that here in, in a, or in a right. couple of minutes. But um, the CX-9 is going to go away. But that doesn't mean that, like, you know, just because they stop making a model doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. You know, all vehicles have their cycle, you know, have their life cycle. Right. And the CX-9, I think 2023 is the last model year for the new versions of that. But listen, if, if you get the signature Mazda CX-9 from a few years back, it's still a nice SUV. And it looks probably pretty much like the current one. You know, that's not that old, really, there. Uh, yeah, that's they, true. That's yeah. true. Uh, the Nissan Armada is uh, a a very nice machine. V8 engine in those, I think, in the Armada. Yeah. Um, so that thing's beefy. The one you talked about that has, uh, and I think a lot of these, uh, like uh, the Tahoe, the uh, Expedition, 9,000-pound towing. That's that's a nice size, big travel trailer, even an equipment trailer. You know, you can still oh, work. To the mountains. Yeah. So uh, you can still do, uh, you know, the for people that need a truck but also need an SUV, some of these kind of will do dual, dual purpose, you know. I'm going to build me a cabin up there. <laughs> use Armada to do it. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a good list. Uh, AutoTrader.com, you can find the list. You know, it's funny. Having that third row There's seat. There's tons of lists there, too, by the way. There's lists okay, of all good. kinds of cars under. You just search for, like, 
good cars under ten grand, and you'll find a bunch. So yeah, that's the good thing about auto. Well, I was thinking about you know my wife. She opted for a um, Nissan Rogue here back in twenty twenty one, which at the moment mm-hmm. in time it was a brand new body style. So the the twenty two and the twenty three look identical to the twenty one. Which the good news for her yeah. is if she's when which. I'm thinking about because what you said in our first segment was prices of used cars are going up again. Yeah, we we got a pretty good deal on it because it was like it was brand new. It was just out. It was right in the middle of kind of kind of COVID, you know, all the garbage that was going on with COVID. And and the dealer had it and we made him an offer and they took it. And I almost think she could do the same thing my son-in-law did and get the same money that we paid for it new. So rare. You just don't see that. You probably you know? could. Yeah. Yeah, you probably so, could. So uh, maybe it's time to upgrade. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll talk about the uh, Mazda CX-90 coming back. And uh, that's the brand new one. There's there's like a whole new powertrain Brian's going to talk about. This is The Drive. We're going to take a break and be back more with uh, Brian Moody from Auto Trader. Stay with us. Now in the morning I sleep alone. Sweet the streets I Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And my buddy Brian Moody's on the line. He's the executive editor at autotrader.com. You'll see him on television. He's at a radio and television personality as well, by golly. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. That's right, because you were at the Holiday Inn. You spent a lot of time at Holiday Inn. I know. <laughs> okay, so what's the story? We we talked about in the last segment the uh, ten best SUVs with three rows of seats under twenty thousand bucks, and yeah. what popped up in yeah. there was the twenty seventeen CX nine. Now the one you're going to talk about from is the Mazda. Yeah. from Mazda. Thank you. The newest one is a CX ninety, which must be replacing the CX nine. It does. Okay, and they're not related at all. They're not. Oh. One doesn't derive from the other. Think about some older Mazdas. If you have a platform for Mazda that goes back quite a few years, remember there was a time when Mazda was closely associated with Ford. So, right, right. you know, those things t- start to age out. One interesting thing, I went to Geneva one time for the auto show. I was really surprised how many people there drive Mazda. And the only reason, I, the only conclusion I could come to was that it was because it's a car that feels like a luxury car, but it's inexpensive. 
So if you're in Geneva, you got to drive something fancy, but you don't have a bunch of money. There was a ton of Mazdas there. I, I didn't. I didn't really ever get a good explanation, but I thought that was fascinating. I, I was in uh, Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland, as a matter of fact, for an auto show because that was that's one of the big international shows, by the way, everybody. It is, yeah. Um, and I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden I see it's like I did a double take. I see an, a classic car show, but it's all American classic cars. Old Cadillac convertibles oh. and Chevy convertibles. And there's a, a big group of people there that collect these old classic American cars in Switzerland, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. so this Mazda, you were telling me, has an inline six cylinder, and I don't know that they've yeah. ever even a done newly that. Newly developed. Yeah. Newly developed. So here's here's one of the things I think is worth mentioning. When people say, "Oh, you know, there's not going to be any more gasoline powered cars. They're going to force us to buy electric cars." Okay. I understand why people say that, but listen, Mazda is not, you know, there, there's a bunch of smart people working there. Okay. Yep. They didn't research, develop, build, market, sell, install, and all that, a new inline six cylinder turbocharged engine just to do powered by gasoline yeah. because they think it's going to go away in five years. Right. It's, it just defies common sense think about, just think about what that really means. So this new inline six, is turbocharged, but it also has a little bit of electrification. There's an electric motor between the transmission and the engine mm. helps you know, the start stop function. And if you're creeping around a parking lot, right. you can go on just electricity for a second, but it's 340 horsepower they can get out of this. Wow. And it's also mounted longitudinally. So front to, you know, front to back in the middle, wow. even though the Mazda CX 90 is an all wheel drive SUV, it's really laid out like a rear wheel drive front engine inline six-cylinder SUV. Wow. Here's why I think they're doing that. Because you know how they've been raising their trim levels, they've been raising their standards, the colors, the textures over the past few years. Right. You can only get so far with a luxury buyer or a person that you want to buy your thing with a front engine, front-wheel drive SUV. That's true. You just you can only add so many gadgets and colors. Now, here's the kicker is just like, let's just say BMW, because I'm sure that they've thought that already, or many are going to be thinking that front engine mounted long ways, rear wheel drive bias with an all wheel drive system, 340 horsepower, turbocharged inline six cylinder oh, engine turbo. <laughs> I think the fact that they're developing this technology says a lot about where Mazda is going to go, but it says even more about how long we're going to have gasoline powered cars. Oh, in the future. you finally, somebody has finally brought some good news to the table about this. And I think you're right. And I'm very glad yeah. we were, what did they say when you are walking through the Valley of death, fear, no evil. And I'm telling you what, for me, having only electric cars is literally walking through the Valley of death. No, that's, that would not be fun. Awesome. Well, it's good to have the choice. Yeah. And that's got to be a 2024 model, right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Okay. So autotrader.com, look for the story on the Mazda CX-90 with the new inline six-cylinder, altogether different. Well, Brian, thank you, sir. Always good stuff. Yep. Happy to do it. Brian is, uh, of course, the uh, executive editor of autotrader.com. And again, he, his report is that prices on used cars are going up. Prices on new cars are, of course, going up. That's what happens. But also, he uh, did a big test on, uh, or a, a whole story on the 10 best used SUVs with three rows 
under 20 grand. You can find all this stuff and lists galore like that at autotrader.com. I'm Alan Taylor. That's it for me this week. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com.